When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're, you're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We are partnered with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. And make sure you use bonus code PHNX. You check them out at all the PHNX away game watch parties presented by Neutral. Check out the show notes for full details. And now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. All right, now joined by the great P.J. Brown right here. P.J., I got the whole intro ready for you right here. But first, Jacob Franklin is going to be hopping in here for just a second right here. Jacob Franklin, hop in here. We got big news. We got cool news to announce. This is not worth me hopping in. All right, my guy Jacob Franklin just today got his master's in business administration. If you ever wonder how any of this stuff happens, it's because of Jacob Franklin, not me. Jacob, congratulations, my guy. That is awesome. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. What do you uh, what do you plan on doing with it? Oh, he got off the air immediately. <laughs> All right. Okay, now we'll get back to you, Jacob. Joined by the great PJ Brown. Follow PJ on Twitter at PJ Brown09. Download the Wildcaster app. Get the Arizona Daily Star for the best Arizona women's basketball and softball coverage and everything you want from basketball to football. You got it. PJ, did I forget anything there? No, that's it. But before we get started, two things. One is that I have laryngitis, so please stick with us. I'm doing the best I can right now. Um, and the other is I know a lot of people have been have heard things and have been concerned about some things, so I wanted to sort of clear the air and let everybody know a few things. A few weeks ago, I had to take an unpaid furlough week. Um, that was everybody across uh, the company has to take two of them uh, between now and uh, I guess between April 1st and September. And I did my one at the end of April. I came back and the very first day I was back, um, unfortunately, many of my colleagues were laid off. Um, I wasn't one of them, but many people were. um, it, It was kind of a, it was a very tough week last week. Um, So, but I do want to say that the company is, first of all, that the sports department really wasn't touched. So Bruce, Michael Lev, Bruce Pasco, who covers mm-hmm. men's basketball, uh, Michael Lev, who is our interim sports editor, does columns now on baseball and stuff like that. He used to be the men's, uh, he used to be the baseball writer and the football writer and Justin Spears, 
who now will probably be the football writer, he did spring football, and myself, we're all still there. So you will still get the quality work that we all produce. And the other thing is that um, the company is very uh, dedicated to women's basketball, softball, all the stuff that I cover. And so none of that is going away. I don't want anyone to worry that I went away or any of what I cover is going away. So I'm still here and you're still going to get all the stuff that you love. In fact, we're going to sit down after the all of the seasons are over in June and we're going to come up. We have some great ideas for coverage for next year, changing some things up a little bit to give the reader more, the fans more and in different ways that I think you'll even like um, even better than what we currently do, at least for women's basketball. Um, I really want to revamp our coverage. So look forward. Really? Yeah. Really? All right. Because I was about to say, PJ, I've lived in this town my entire life and the coverage that you give for Arizona women's basketball, in my opinion, is absolutely unrivaled for anything in the city. And I know I speak for a lot of people in that regard. So I can't even imagine how it would be better, but I'm going to trust you on that one. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to shake some things up a little bit. We did some little different things this year. And I want to tweak that a bit and do something a little bit different. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to, you know, shove all that in there now and get that in there. So each week we'll have a little bit different type of coverage, but I know you all will like it. It's it's, going to be fun. Let's talk. So we're going to, we got, we're going to talk all Arizona softball, all Arizona women's basketball here. Why don't we get to a softball first? We'll get to basketball I get asked this question all the time, and I'm sure if I get asked it a lot, you get asked asked it a lot more. Um, what exactly? What? How? How did Arizona softball get to this point? And I'll just give you my amateur opinion, and then you can um, you obviously can come in with the expertise. First of all, it's impossible to follow a legend initially. It just doesn't. You very rarely see. I mean, heck, look at uh, North Carolina and basketball almost missed the tournament the previous. You know, uh, and on top of that. It's pit, it comes down to pitching and in uh, softball. You know, uh, Mike Andrea used to always say in the early '90s that everyone talks about Laura Espinosa, and with all due respect, but Nancy Evans is the one that keeps this thing going right here. And you got to have the pitching, and um, but again, you also have to have the patience there, PJ. Yeah, everything you said is absolutely true. Um, even Caitlin Lowe, in her introductory, you know, um, press conference, said. You know, who wants to follow a legend? Usually the person who follows a legend has the hardest job of anybody, right? So it was much easier for someone like Adia Barnes to come in here and rebuild the program and take it even further than it's been before, even though the program had been to the lowest, the depths of the depths, right? That's easier than following a legend. So yes, that's part of it. The other thing is, You know, when we look back, Arizona really hasn't had a true ace who is one of the top pitchers in the country since Danielle O'Toole and Taylor McQuillan. Right. So when you and now it's in the past, it was one pitcher. Right. So it was Nancy Evans. It was Jenny Finch. It was Taryn Moe. Taryn Moe, yeah. All those, the great, great pitchers who are the best 
ever in softball, right? Mm -hmm. Now you need usually two, two right. top aces. Um, and Arizona, for whatever reason, has not been able to recruit um, them into Arizona or get them as transfers since right. since Danielle O'Toole and Taylor McQuillan. Now, the other pitchers have been good. We're not saying that, but they haven't been at that level. So that's a tough thing. You also got to remember, too, that when – and again, I'm dating myself here, but when, we're, when I was growing up, it was Arizona and UCLA – um, that's just not the way that that's just not the way it is anymore. Those days. Now, again, Arizona can get back to the top, not saying that, but the days of where this is regional, regional uh, PJ, I mean, you're on the front lines here. This is just like women's basketball. This is no longer a regional situation where you just got UConn and Tennessee and a bunch of other people in basketball, women's sports, you know, and much to uh, everybody's credit, women's sports have taken off right here. So again, when they take off, you're not just going to have a couple entities in place. Right. And what happened was, as we all know, Coach Candrea started everything, right? He's the one that changed the uniforms. He's the one they built Rita Hillenbrand Stadium, and it was him who designed it. And he designed the redesign of it. I mean, he changed so much in college softball. That is now the standard. It all came from him. And what happened was, other conferences and other schools got a little bit of money from yeah. football, right? Like the SEC. SEC. And they built facilities that rival Arizona's. And so when great athletes see this, they start going to other places. Some still come to Arizona. I mean, you wouldn't have the players that they've had over the past 10 years or whatever if Arizona still wasn't a top, top school. Mm -hmm, for sure. I mean, and and they always get the pitcher. I mean, they get the hitters. Um, you know, you, you've you had great catchers like Deja Mulipola. Mm -hmm. You've had great hitters, Kati, um, Mo Mercado. Sure. You know, really great defensive players and hitters throughout the years. It's for some reason the pitchers just at this time aren't coming here. But – that doesn't mean that this offseason and next year that Caitlin Lowe and Taryn Mowat McKinney aren't doing this, right? They are now on the front lines really recruiting. Next year you have a Ryan Maddox coming in. She's one of the top high school pitchers in the country. Right. You well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that because John yeah. Ramirez right here, I think, makes a great uh, great point. He says, I believe that Moet's pitching recruits are just hitting. You've got Summerdike, you've got Silva this year, and Maddox next year. Is that enough? What would you what would you look for next year then, PJ? Because you talked about having depth at that pitcher position. Sure. Well, first of all, I have to say that Silva, I think in another two years, she's going to be one of the best pitchers in the country. Right. You I can agree. already see this. Remember, she came in an early enrollee. She was 17. She just turned 18 a couple weeks ago. Um, pretty incredible to see what she's done in a short amount of time. I do think Taryn is one of the best pitching coaches in the country. And you can see, if you really look, you can see how as the season progresses, these pitchers get better. And it's just more time with Taryn and getting more comfortable and more confidence in themselves 
then they will produce, right? That That's all it takes. I do think it would be great for next season if they could get a top transfer, right? right. I think that then you have somebody else and it's not all on Devin Nets. I think Devin's a great pitcher. She's not a top, top pitcher, but she's really good. I think if you could get someone who is the Daniela tool to come in, then I think with these young pitchers who are coming in and Devin, then I think you have like the perfect mix, mix for going forward. I do think, you know, getting Silva, getting Orion Maddox shows that Caitlin and Taryn can recruit. Right. It's just getting that extra like layer so that somebody comes in and they're already the top, right? And then right. you have these youngsters who just spend more time with Taryn and then they grow into it. And then it becomes a, it kind of becomes an assembly line. Then you've got one person right there and you got another one in the wings and another one in the wings right there. You mentioned the the hitting there. And I want to get to that in a second, because I think that's been a little bit overlooked in all of this because, you know, just of everything that's gone on. But first, PJ Brown is from Chicago. PJ Brown knows good pizza. We could say that for sure. Now, Mountain Mike's, I don't believe is in Chicago, but that doesn't mean that it's not good pizza. I have seen Mountain Mike's here or in Sacramento in the NCAA tournament it's here as well. Check it out. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get 50% voucher upon signing up. And Tap and Bottle, the official watch parties for AZ Wildcats. Have it for basketball, have it for football. Had a couple women's basketball games this year. We're going to have more of those this coming year. So, again, uh, check it out. Tap and Bottle downtown. Scott and Rebecca do a great job in Four Peaks there as well. Check it downtown or on the north side location. All right. Now, you mentioned the hitting right there. That is something. It's not like this team doesn't have young hitters in place and doesn't have young hitters that are coming in. So, I think people look at it and, yes, we just – talked about the importance of the pitching but it's not like this whole roster needs an overhaul pj not at all um and one thing that i think people don't quite get and i had a story about this last week of how they sort of got to this place where they had they ended up having the 14 game pack 12 losing streak is that they have a murderer's row of hitters i mean when you have to face ali skaggs Devin Nets, um, you know, you go just down the line, Blaze Behringer, Carly Scoopin, who is now back. Um, and it's in Jasmine Paris Chica. I mean, you just go down the line. Every single one is a great hitter. Um, and, you know, you look at Allie Skagg, she has 58 RBIs, leads to Pac-12, is one of the leaders in the nation in RBIs. Um, she has 12 homers now, which is is right in the mix, right, for the top. Right. You have a lot of great hitters. Um, I think one of the things that went into them having this stretch where they just couldn't get through it was that Carly Scoopin wasn't there. I was about so, to say, yeah, go ahead. What happens when Carly is not there is that she protects Skaggs or somebody else in the lineup. So that means that when you have five straight hitters and one of them's currently scooping, you got to pitch to somebody and you're going to pitch different to everybody because you know, Carly scooping is coming up. She had nine home runs in that up until she got injured. 
nine home runs. She was right. one of the leaders in the country in the Pac-12. Um, it was pretty incredible. And then you take her away for a month and you see what happens. Um, they changed how they pitched to this team. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And yet they still hit. You know, Skag still had a zillion RBIs. Right, right. Only hit, I think I looked this up today, maybe four home runs during the time that Carly was out. Maybe she would have hit more because they knew that Carly was next or hitting in front of her and they would have to pitch different. Um, but they have hitters, and we're talking about them, and then we're not talking about yet the freshmen. Dakota right. Kennedy, who we just saw, was hitting, what, 400? They just came out with that graphic. Right. One of the top freshmen in the nation and one of the top just players in the nation, as well as Olivia DiNardo. She, a couple of weeks ago, was tops, too, for freshmen uh, with, I think, 345. I think she was hitting. Um, they are just the freshmen. Let's talk about the freshmen, first of all. Right, for sure. Fab freshmen. The two of them um, are incredible. Uh, and then Donardo can sit behind the plate and, and can right. call a good game. She's great in that position. And Dakota can get balls that nobody else can get in left field. So they're great. Then you have the players like Taylor Beal, who was, you know, in at first base a little bit, covering for Carly when she was out. And she's also at short and Logan Cole. And, and there's a few others. And, and they just stepped up because they've needed to. The freshmen have been incredible, which not only helps for today, but for tomorrow, right? Like next right. year, think about these freshmen as sophomores, and they're the they're the Jasmine Paris Chicas of the future, right? right? For sure. She was like that when she was a freshman, and she's still doing like, oh, my God, she's a great center fielder. Have you seen some of those catches where she just like, goes up to the wall or – or just, you know, extends. Her fluidity, her fluidity out there is amazing. And the way that she can get a jump on the ball, too, is something that you notice almost immediately. Because especially, too, when you're dealing either with college baseball, softball, a lot of times you're dealing with younger players. It, it takes a second to be able to get the uh, – you know, the view on where uh, where to go. She's got that. She's got an uncanny ability there, PJ. Oh, absolutely. You know, her dad is a coach for the Diamondbacks, and she grew up. He's the one who taught her the game, and she's a student of the game. She knows. I've talked to her before about this. She knows, like, she really pays attention to the pitch count, the whole thing. She knows where everybody's going to hit and how they hit. Um, and she knows where she needs to be. So it's not just a coach saying, oh, move over here. Like Jazz knows right. all of this and she knows when to get that jump. Right. Like she right. knows when to do all this. It's um, she's got this knack. Um, and even Caitlin has said, like, there's stuff you can't teach that Jazz has. And that makes her even like so much better you know, even stepping in when she was a freshman and even now it's just, they all learn from jazz because she's just got that, that some of it's 
the student of the game and some of it's the innate ability to do this. Okay, let me ask you about what uh, you're looking for next year. But first, something you don't have to wait for next year for, pins and aces. Best golf apparel accessories out there. Use PHNX code word for 15% off. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Again, get tons of compliments on the course. Our good friend Jacob Franklin is a golfer, right? there i would assume that he utilizes pins and aces and people are tipping their cap because they know that jacob franklin is utilizing pins and aces check it out okay pj from uh from your view what do you want to see next year then what are you from what are the the big areas of improvement that you you would just want to see you know moving into uh, the 20 man 23 24 season wow god or 24 season excuse me yeah Yeah, so before i get there i just want to say this um yeah, I think Arizona's going to make the NCAA's. I think okay, I like that. Not a question now. I actually have a bet with my with Lev, uh, Michael Lev. Lev bet against them making the NCAA's. No, he bet that he thinks that they need to win all three games this weekend, um, and probably one in the Pac-12 tournament. Okay, I got you. He picked, and I don't think so. I think the fact that they won last weekend. And they won with Carly back shows that the reason they lost those games was because Carly wasn't there. If you look at those games they lost, um, I think there was maybe 10 out of the 12 or 10 out of the 13 before Carly came back that um, were one run run games that right. they, or they had a shot at being it. There were only a couple games where they got blown out. Like, there was one or two against uh, UCLA, which is expected. They're the number two team in the country, right? And um, But otherwise, they were in this. Had they had her bat in the lineup and her at first base, they would have won many of those games. Right. And it would be a completely different season. But I think the selection committee looks at that, that she's back. And not only is she back, but she's contributing. And she's probably the reason they won those two games and that means going forward, it's going to be the same thing. Now, I think that they'll do well against Cal this weekend, yes. And, I mean, right now I think they're in seventh place. They went from bottom of the pack to seventh place. If they beat Cal, they could be in sixth place for the and be the sixth seed for the NCAA, uh, for the Pac-12 tournament. And I think they're set. But I think Carly coming back, them winning two of those three games last weekend – puts them back into the NCAA tournament. And the other reason is last year they were a worse team. We can all admit that somehow they made the NCAA tournament and they went on that run. That same team that really wasn't that good went on a huge run and was one of the last five teams standing. Arizona is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Now, PJ, um, moving over to uh, Dia Barnes here and some uh, women's basketball. I have to say that this was the first year that I really felt, and this is a massive tip of the cap, that women's basketball, again, it's been growing. Don't get me wrong. It's been growing. I mean, you've seen it up close. This was the first year that I thought it really, really hit into the mainstream where it was you know, not only, well, I'm just going to watch it if the game's on, I got to be there to be able to see what's going on. This to me was, and that's just such a great thing for, uh, you know, for women's athletics. A lot of it has to do with Caitlin Clark. A lot of it's got to do with just the, uh, the fantastic basketball that was played. 
But this feels to me kind of like a watershed moment, and it's not going backwards. It's going forwards. Yeah, and let's hope that women's basketball in the NCAA and the WNBA know how to take advantage of this, right? right? And know how to push it forward. Um, The WNBA needs to have publicity around the young players, the rookies who come in, first and second year players who were stars in college basketball, Right. right? They need to really promote the heck out of that Ari McDonald's, the Haley Jones, who's now her teammate from Stanford. Right. Um, and all of these players, because people love them and they watch them in college and they want to continue watching them and reading about them and knowing more about them. I mean, heck, that's the reason why I'm still writing about Ari McDonald. Well, I probably always will, right? You should always write. You have make no excuses yes. for writing about Ari McDonald. Always write about Ari McDonald, no matter what, right? You're from I, Chicago, fact, PJ. Nobody from the Tribune ever made an excuse for writing about Michael Jordan. That's it. Right. So that's totally it. And in fact, I talked to her this morning. I talked mm-hmm. to Ari this morning. So expect a, an Ari McDonald story to come sometime in a little in the next week, I guess. Um, but also the um, and I'll always write about Sam Thomas. So nobody has to worry about that. Right. But people want to read those things. I believe that they're the most some of the most most read stories in our paper is when we write about um, Ari and Sam. And you find those on the Wildcaster app and you get the Arizona Daily Star. Heck, get both of them. And again, to follow PJ Brown on Twitter at PJ Brown 09, your one stop shop for Arizona women's basketball and softball. Go ahead. Sorry, I had to get that plug in. No, that's great. That's great. Thank you. Um, But I think that. The WNBA needs, they haven't done this, and they need to piggyback on it. More people then will watch the league and watch these players specifically in the league, and it's all a positive thing. I also think that the mainstream media, national media, needs to do a better job of writing stories about more than a couple of players in the league. Right. Right. And more than just focusing on the couple of teams, because as you said before, there is now parity in in women's college basketball. Yes, UConn has some great players. Yes, North South Carolina is great. Yes, Stanford has some great players and and is doing great things. And LSU can't forget about LSU because Mm -hmm. they won. They're good. (laughs) Just a little bit. Right. right? Right. Um, But are you kidding me? Like, you know, they never wrote about Ari McDonald. I guarantee you that she well, was. They didn't even know her name. I'll never forget at the final yeah. four when you're calling her Ari. Right. Over and over. And finally, it, it was almost embarrassing to the point where uh, she's having to correct a reporter and the reporter's asking her questions. That can't happen. That can't happen. She was the most exciting player in, in the game. She should have been uh, player of the year mm-hmm. her, that final year. And I will fight that. I told her that. To the right. day I die, right. Gary McDonald should have been player of the year. Also, um, Sam Thomas should have been co-defensive uh, player with her for Pac-12. Right. Um, and her senior year, Sam should have been defensive player. But that's another story. But they need to go out. Like, there are great stories happening in schools all over the country. Like, you know, I vote for AP 
and I voted for Illinois. That's a great story. Shauna Green took over there. They have a, they had a great team. They weren't even really voting for them that much. Um, they need to be writing about them. They need to be writing about Arizona. They need to be writing about so many teams in the Pac-12 and not just the obligatory Stanford story. Like, you know, you could write about different players on Stanford, right? right. And that would exactly. be okay. And you could write about great – I mean, there's great players in, in just about, you know, 68 teams made the tournament, right? And right. then another ton, at least right. 48 teams, made the WNAT. There are stories in each one of those teams, and not just one. It's not just one player who's doing it. There are, you know, 14, 13, 14, 15 other players on that team, 14. So lots of stories. They just don't tell them, and it's frustrating because, you know, when, when you have a team like South Carolina, who's great, and they were going for the back-to-back championships, and I guarantee you, you talk to anybody, whether they're a big college basketball fan or they just jumped on the bandwagon to watch the Final Four, they couldn't tell you anything about personal about somebody else on the team besides Aaliyah Boston. And yeah. they may not even have been able to tell you anything about Aaliyah Boston, right? Right. And are you kidding me? They won. They were... They won the championship the year before. Nobody knew any of their players or what they did. So that needs to change. Let's talk about somebody that people do know about, though, and that's Jada Williams. Now, you've been saying from day one that – and uh, and you're exactly right that, you know, in order for uh, Adia's team to flow, she needs that pure point guard out there. And, again, there's been some really – there's been some really good players here, some really good point guards. But – She's a little bit next level right there. And let me let me just ask you this, because this was one of the first questions I had people ask me. Do you expect her to get the uh, keys to that Corvette uh, game one? She might. She's that good. It depends. I need to see her. We need to see her. I mean, you guys won't, but I'll see her this summer, yeah. right? In, in individual training and training and stuff. We need to see how she comes in and grasps idea system right and is able to do what she does now and we've seen her do now in this system um i think that she does i think she could um and i think that that might be idea's plan i haven't talked to idea about it yet but um and i will be soon but um i think she of anybody she has that chance of doing that um i watched her in in that nike um classic Mm -hmm. and uh what i thought was interesting because it was like team usa versus um high school girls international high school girls and um jada came off the bench and i noticed when she was in the game not only yeah she knocked down some three-pointers but she was distributing the ball to everyone. She had great court vision. She didn't care if you were Brea or somebody right. else. She gave you the ball if she thought, if she anticipated you would be open or you were open. And then I saw a few others on the team who were playing catch with themselves and just shooting for each other 
and right. not looking at an open Brea or an open Jada or whoever else was on the court. And you could tell the difference. Jada is an unselfish player, which a true point guard should be. And she's a leader and she's going to, she's going to be a change maker for this program. And I also have to say this. Um, I saw Maya Naji a few weeks ago. At, How's she looking? She's looking pretty good. I didn't see her playing basketball, but I saw her at her cricket, um, awesome. her NIL thing that right. she yeah. had. And we were talking and she told me, I'm taking a bigger leadership role this year. She's like, she was a freshman and she's like, I could lead by example, but we had seniors. It wasn't my place, but this year I'm talking more and I'm leading. And I think someone like Maya admitting where like she was taking her time, right. Finding her place and now saying it's my time to start being my time. Right. Yeah, I think that is going to be something to watch. And we all know that. I mean, I've talked to you before about what Maya's ceiling is and um, she's ready to work and she's ready to get going. All right. Let's talk real quick here about Fubo TV. Fubo TV has 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can watch the Wildcats on Bally Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, 1,000 hours of cloud DVR, including uh, for no extra charge. Check it out. Watch local teams while traveling. Fubo TV is here for you and for Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Again, check it out. Regardless of where you're watching, it uh, make sure you're enjoying a delicious red lager right there for uh, um, all kinds of good stuff right there. But Four Peaks, great stuff. And you can check it out here at Tap and Bottle. They have Four Peaks or go to the Tempe location and hang out with the great Jacob Franklin and Shane Diefenbach and crew. They will see you there at Four Peaks. All right. Let's talk a little bit of roster turnover here. Um Obviously, I know that you probably get asked that question quite a bit. Um, I always come back to, though, that sometimes players just aren't good fits. Um, that doesn't mean that there's there's a problem on either side, but I always go back to this. If you were to ask uh, Ari McDonald or Sam Thomas or Esmeri Martinez, or Esmeri Martinez who came back, they're all vouching for Adia Barnes. It's the coaches that have – that basically have nobody vouching for him that you worry about right there. Sometimes things just aren't good fits right there. And uh, what would you say just kind of about the whole situation? Yeah, I think that that's, you know, a good way to, to talk about it. I think that sometimes, you know, when you're 17 or 18 and you're being 16, 14, whatever it is, and you're being recruited because they start, much early with high school kids, right? Eighth grade and everything. Right. Um, and you make a decision about where you want to go to school. I mean, I think back to when I was 17, 18 um, and where I wanted to go. And the reasons I wanted to go to the school now, I think are kind of funny. Like what are was, the reasons? Tell us, fill us in. So I went, I was looking at three schools. Okay. I always wanted to live in LA. My brother lived out there at the time. So I was a big USC football fan. Okay. So USC was on my list because I like their football team. 
UCLA was on my list because I liked their baseball team and because it was LA and yeah, the whole thing. Right. And then Wisconsin, because I was from Wisconsin. It wasn't because whole, of Barry Alvarez. Uh, this was, I don't want to date myself. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Alvarez. <laughs> right. um, but also my whole family basically had gone there. So when I was a little kid, my dad took me to football games at Camp Randall stadium. Yeah. I visited my older sister and my brother um, when they both went to school there. So I really, I knew sort of a little bit about the campus. Um, and I felt comfortable there because it wasn't far from home, but it was far enough. Right. right. Um, I ended up going to Wisconsin, but I mean, when you think about it, like, I mean, it shows that I should be a sports writer, right? Because yeah. I like the other two teams because of their sports. Well, I was going to say, VJ, you stepped into the right profession. Absolutely. But it's kind of funny. Like, why did I pick those schools? You know, because of that. I mean, when you think about it, why did you pick school? You know what? I mean, it's a lot to put on a 16, 17 year old kid. And um, that's a huge decision. So even though someone like Adia Barnes, what you see is what you get. Right. She just tells them, this is me. When you get here. You work hard, you follow the rules, you earn your time on the court, and you'll be fine, right? Right. Like, and that never wavers. Adia stays the same from when she recruits you to when you're playing for her to afterwards, right? She stays exactly the same. She never changes. There's never a bait and switch with right. some schools there are. Um, what you see is what you get from her. So, But when you're 17, you're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, I'll go. And then you get there and maybe you don't want to work as hard as you need to do to earn time, but you think you're good. So you should have time. Then you don't realize that if she gives you time in that 40 minute game, who else is going to sit on the court? And are they better than you? Right. Right. If they're like if you played when Ari McDonald was there, she's not coming off the court. Right. So you're nothing personal. Just is what it is. Yeah. So they don't take into consideration a lot of these things. And also when you get there, you may realize like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Right. Where maybe you could go somewhere else. That's not as good of a program and you could get playing time, but maybe you're not going to the NCAA tournament every year, or maybe you're not winning as many games or you're not beating ranked teams or you're not doing the things that you would do if you were at U of A. So there are a lot of reasons why kids leave. Also NIL now is playing a big part of it. I mean, we've heard stories where someone went to LSU last year and got $175,000 from boosters just to walk in the door. Right. And then, you know, they get other deals when they're there. So a school like Arizona that doesn't have the deep pocket boosters like LSU or Miami or USC. Right. May not then be in the running for certain kids. So it's like all of these things play together to to make a kid either want to stay or leave or um And then when you talk about not fit for the culture, um, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they come in and they seem like maybe they're all good kids, but they seem like they fit what Arizona stands for. 
And then they get here and they absolutely don't. I mean, it's one and of those things. They should leave, right? right? And then they should leave. I, I have no problem. Everybody, you know, everybody who left, left for a reason. Um, and and that's great. That's fine. And they, like a D always says, the people who want to be here and want to do these things that we want to do in this program should stay. And those people should leave if they're not if they're not buying into it, right? That's fine. What kind of leap, speaking to somebody there, are two players that are coming back, what kind of leap are you looking for out of Kaylin Gilbert and uh, Maya Najee this, uh, this coming year? Because a lot of times it's the age-old adage you always hear, biggest improvement from freshman to sophomore year. Well, and sometimes it's sophomore to junior year. Yeah. I right. was talking to former volleyball coach uh, uh, Dave Rubio mm-hmm. last, probably about this time last year. And he told me that while he understands the whole transfer portal thing, some of it he didn't like. And what he didn't like about it was the fact what he's seen is that all of a sudden sometimes kids get to be the end of their sophomore year and they realize like, wow, if I put like a little more work in, they, like they mature, right? right? Like I could be really good. Like they get to a point where they mature, they really understand the system and they understand their role within that system. And then they take that off season and take a big leap. So, so that can happen too. I think what we'll see out of Kaylin is um, really that she will, um, I think she'll be more disciplined. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the skills are there. The quickness is there. The handle's there. Everything's there. Yeah. And I think she just needs some time to settle down and not dribble too much. Right. She had that. And like, I think understanding the system more, getting the off season training again with coach Salvo and coach Adia is really going to help somebody like her sort of settle down and settle in. I think she will take a big leap. And I think Maya with another year under her belt, I think she also needs to get stronger in the work in the gym a little bit more and gain some muscle weight. I think she will be more of a presence down low. I also think for her having a Jada or even now uh, Courtney who's coming in or there possibly could be another point guard or something hmm, transferring in that we don't know about. Um, that's, think, well, that's why you follow PJ. That's insider talk right there. I like it. We'll find out. Right. Dia Barnes is still looking for a few people and well, still in talks with a few people. So, but I think that having someone different at point guard will help Amaya Naji. Right. Um, not to disparage um a Shayna Pellington at all because she she was a great wildcat but I think that somebody else who maybe has a better vision of the court and can and play maybe more of that high low um get the ball into into the posts more um I think that will help her on the offensive end and on the defensive end I just think that strength where she can continue to overpower her opponents and being in the right position for those rebounds along with Esmeri will 
will really change her game. She is the great PJ Brown. PJ Brown playing a hurt today. We really appreciate you hopping in here again. Follow PJ on Twitter at PJ Brown 09. Download the Wildcaster app and get the Arizona Daily Star. PJ, um, also, if you just wanted to uh, put out your message again um, that you had earlier, I thought that was very powerful, you know, for people that might be just uh, checking in right here. Sure. So in case you didn't know and you were concerned, um, we had a couple weeks. uh, We do have a couple weeks at the paper of unpaid furlough. So I took a week off. Uh, unpaid. And then I came back. And unfortunately, a lot of my colleagues were laid off last week. So it was a really tough couple of weeks. Nobody in the sports section that you guys know of uh, was laid off. So Bruce Pascoe is still doing, doing men's basketball. Michael Lev is still the interim sports editor and will be and he's writing columns. Mm -hmm. And Justin Spears is Um, He wrote spring football, probably will be the football reporter for the fall. And I'm still on women's basketball and softball and some other stuff. Also, the paper has sort of doubled down and um, and really is supporting what I personally do. So um, uh, despite the tough thing, tough times that we're going through, just know that I'm still there covering women's basketball, softball, everything else that I do. And that's not changing. And that um, next season, you might even get some more fun stuff for me. Absolutely love it. PJ, again, you're a gem. Really appreciate you. Uh, And big shout out again to my guy, Jacob Franklin, behind the scenes, getting his master's today in business administration. Tip of the cap to both of you. PJ, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.